today on It's Time. Nothing that I do is worth missing eternity for. You miss heaven, you missed everything. I hear the calling, it's time. Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, he's going verse by verse through the book of Revelation. So turn there in your Bible as we join Pastor Mike. We're determining what position we're going to hold in eternity forever. So when I read this, and let's read it again, he says, Praise our God, all you servants, and those who fear him, both small and great. This is, a he- this is in the heavenly scene, friends. I want you guys to be great ones. I really do. See, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. That's why I want to teach you the Bible. If you know the Bible, you're going to know what God's standard is. And if you know what God's standard is, you're going to know what God is going to bless. And you know what he's going to curse. And we don't want to be doing things that are just spinning our wheels, burning our time, and has no eternal value. Being about our Father's business, so important. You'll be a great one. I want you to be a great one. you got a great eternity ahead of you. And don't sell it off just saying, well, I just want to get to heaven by the skin of my teeth. What a stupid way to live. You know, I, 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 and again, I talked about this before, but don't, don't you hate it when you have, you, you take your car to, this happened to me. You know, I had some people do some work on my car. And it has a HUD cap on it. It's an older car. And the valve stem goes through the little hole in the, in the, so you can put air in the tire. Well, they didn't, when they put the head cap on, they didn't care about whether the valve stem went through the little hole or not. They just pushed it and mashed the valve stem over behind the head cap when they popped it on. So I go out to drive the car, and because it bent the valve stem over, it cracked the valve stem off, and I had a flat tire. Not because I ran over anything, it's because who worked on it didn't know what they were doing. What's the point? Points this. I want you to know what you're doing when it comes to the kingdom of God. Because when it comes to the kingdom of God, eternity's a long time. You can be a great one, not a small one. A lot of people say, well, I'll just wait till the last minute. Ah, there's the machine. I'm, they're laying on the, on the respirator. A flat line. Oh, God, I accept you right now as my savior. A lot of people think that. Well, I'll accept the Lord when I'm in the hospital and I'm dying. That's if you're lucky enough to be one of those. You know, usually it can be something much worse, like a heart attack. You, you, you have not enough time to pray as you're falling to the ground or something else. Well, the point is, Today's the appointed day of salvation. Just think, if you accept the Lord today, rather than on your deathbed, you have time to be a great one. 
Now, it doesn't say here that you're not going to have a good eternity being a small one, but you can be a great one. And I, I think in heaven, where money doesn't mean much, they pave the streets with gold, God's greatness and his reward on you that will carry forever is going to be the greatest value you can have. People have always said to me, well, what's a good investment? I want to make a good investment. What's a good, do I, do I invest in radio? Do I, do I invest in the stock market? What do I invest in? Bulls and bears. What's a great investment? Kingdom of heaven. It pays eternal dividends. And that's why we need to be about our father's business. And so he says, both small and great. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, as the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. That would be you and me. We're ready to go. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. And friends, that's right. What you do is going to follow you through eternity. Not for salvation, but for reward. You know, the Bible says he's coming for a bride without spot or wrinkle. Do you know what I found about spots and wrinkles? Spots are caused by sloppy eating habits, and wrinkles are caused by setting on them. God is the one who's setting around, and he wants to show us how we eat well. Sometimes I think the whole premise of Italian food is that you have to be able to wear it when you eat it. But the point is, we don't want to have spots and wrinkles in our garment. The Bible says it's going to be clean and bright, the righteous acts of the saints. Those things that you do will follow you throughout all of eternity. Those things that were inspired uh, by God for us. And he said to me, Right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. He said, Man, you can, you can bank on this. Those that are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, See, you don't do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. John sees this individual, so radiant, so beautiful, he falls down to worship it. He goes, get up, I'm like you are, only in this dimension. You're going to look just like I do when you get to heaven. You're going to be radiant and glorious and everything. I, I, friends, I want to tell you something. If we can always remember to see ourselves the way God does, it'll change a, a funky day into a grand day. The Bible says he already sees us seated with him in heavenly places. I, I need to see myself that way sometimes. You make it. You cross the finish line. You're okay. You're going to do it. But I'm going through this problem right now. Yes, but you're going to get through it. God's always gotten you through everything you've ever come up against. He's going to keep doing that. Isn't it funny how we forget that? God has gotten all of us through so many near scrapes. Oh, I don't know, God, how I'm going to make it another day. And, 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 and we get through it. And we go, oh, thank you, Jesus. And then the next problem comes. And we go, where are you, God? God says, haven't I always got you through it? 
Yeah, but I don't know if you're going to get it through me this time. God says, I always have. And he gets us through it. That's the God we serve. And friends, don't ever forget that. And when God gets you through that, John sees a fellow person, maybe a relative even. He says, I'm from your people there. He says, uh, see, you don't know. I'm from your brethren. You're just seeing me glorified and you want to worship me. He says, worship God. And by the way, saints, that is the bottom line. Worship God. Somebody else said, well, what else would you worship? A lot of junk. Then I saw in heaven, open, behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. Jesus Christ will make war. You see the people out in the streets, no more war. You know, they got their little protest going, you know, no more war, no more nukes. By the way, you may not want any more nukes, but I guarantee you, your enemies are building them. But Jesus comes back to wage righteous war. And as he does this, it says he's faithful and true. Jesus, his description is here. His eyes were like flame of fire. On his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no one knew except himself. Um, He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, whose blood this is, we're not exactly sure, but it appears that it would be because of the battle that he is fighting with them. And his name is called the Word of God. By the way, that's how God's going to judge the world someday, is the book that you have in your hand called the Bible. Well, I don't know how God's going to judge the world. I do. It's called the Bible. That's, how it, that's the standard. And, and notice this as he comes back on a white horse. Remember the last time he came into Jerusalem riding lowly on a donkey? Now we find Jesus coming back on the white stallion. And by the way, the saints are with him. We also find on his crown, on his head here, it says, and on his head were many crowns. The last time he was on earth, he had a crown of thorns. So this is what I believe the Jewish nation thought Jesus was going to be like the first time that he came. And the armies of heaven, clothed with fine linen. Now, who are the fine linen clothed people? That would be you and me. We found it a couple of verses back. Followed him on white horses. We're on white horses. By the way, any time you're, you're on a horse, you have an advantage over a foot soldier. And so out of his mouth was a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule him with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of the Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now, I know this is a weird verse. You can disagree with me if you want. It says he has a name written on his thigh, King of kings and Lord of lords, I, maybe Jesus has a tattoo. I don't know. That's what it says. It's written on his, on his leg. And then I saw an angel standing in the sun. Now that's something you don't see every day. Cried with a loud voice saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather together for the supper of the great God that you may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and mighty men and those on horses, and those who sit on them, and flesh of the people, free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beasts 
The king of the earth, the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. This is the last showdown. Now, friends, this is what's kind of weird. You're going to see this. Isn't that weird? Someday you're going to see this. If you're a Christian here today, you will be on a white horse, Jesus out in front. The marriage of the Lamb has just taken place. Jesus is out to impress his bride, which would be us. I can just see Jesus looking over his shoulder at all the saints on all the horses as he's getting ready to go into battle. And he goes, watch this, babe. Jesus goes in to the kings of the earth who have gathered in this great battle called Armageddon. And there Jesus literally lays waste to the kingdoms of the world. And it says that the birds will come and feast on, you know, lot, you know the Bible has a lot to say about suppers. I'm not going to go into a lot of, a lot of de- detail, but remember there's the marriage supper of the Lamb. That's where we in heaven all partake with Jesus. Uh, Jesus said, I'll no longer partake of the last supper until I partake with all of you in heaven. Jesus is walking through the streets and little, little Nicodemus or Zacchaeus goes running, trying to find out which way he goes. He climbs up into a tree. And he's hanging out of a tree. Now, you got to remember, this guy was a tax collector. He had money. He was brightly appareled. And he's hanging out of a tree. And Jesus stops and he says, Zacchaeus, come down from the tree. I must eat dinner with you tonight. Jesus liked dinner so much he'd invite himself. He said, come down from that tree. I'm going to eat dinner with you tonight. I'm surprised Zacchaeus didn't fall out of the tree. He knew my name. Yeah, he knew his name. There's a lot of suppers in the Bible. This is a weird supper. This is where the birds of the earth come and eat. It's going to be such a slaughter. Now, this is not what we normally picture Jesus Christ as. I think that's why we have the name Revelation or the unveiling of who Jesus Christ is. Because a lot of times we have a misconception. Yes, does Jesus hold the lambs and smile Does Jesus hold the children and cuddle them? Yes. Suffer the little children coming to me, such as the kingdom of heaven? Yes. But now we find a Jesus that comes back to execute judgment on the earth. And it ain't going to be pretty, friends. The world that has done what it has wanted to do, now God executes them. It says, then the beast was captured. With him, the false prophet. Now, these are the two that manipulated the world system to get everybody into this valley who was the one that was the, inst- the instigator of the false religion, the false political system, and the false uh, economic system of the world. They were captured. With him, the false prophet who works signs in his presence. And by the way, don't ever be misled by miracles because miracles can be, as it says here, come from the underworld as well. So just because somebody can do miracles doesn't mean they're of God. By which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake, a burning, a lake of fire burning with brimstone. And the rest were killed with the sword which proceeds from the mouth of him who sat on the horse. And all the birds were filled with their flesh. If you don't make it to heaven, friends, nothing else matters. It's the bottom line. It really didn't matter. You can gain the whole world, lose your, lose your own soul. When you look at what's going to happen, and I pray that you are riding with the king. That's my heart. 
You are writing with the king. You will see what we just read someday. If you're a born-again believer, I believe you will see what we just read. Jesus out in front, the saints behind him on the horses, thousands and thousands of saints. And Jesus is out. You know, one thing, guys, when they're courting a girl, they like to impress them, don't they? Look at my muscles. I got big muscles. You know, and, and you always saw that, you know, Charlie Atlas is walking through the beach and there's this little skinny guy and, and some bully kicks sand in his face and then steals his girl on the beach and they run off and the guy's crying. And so they try to sell him this weight gain muscle building program. And so then he gets all buff and bulk of two. And then the next time he comes along, kicks sand in his face, then he picks him up and smashes him. You know the story, okay? Everybody that's courting likes to impress their babe. That's just the way it is. I think this is really weird that you have in heaven, when we look at all this, you have the saints are in heaven, the world is rotting, the judgments are coming, and in heaven God is handing out the rewards to those who were good, the small and the great, and, and, and it's going to determine what position you play in eternity forever. This is what God is doing. And then the Bible tells us that, that we ride back with him on this earth. And he sets up his millennial reign for a thousand years. And you're going to be ruling and reigning with him. That's what you're going to be doing. Now, a lot of times, uh, you, know, you say, well, what about heaven forever? And what's beyond the stars? And I believe that's going to come too. But the thing is, you have a purpose. And your purpose was given to you by God before the earth ever began. This morning, if you're not a Christian, you need to be. Because at this great marriage supper of the Lamb, either you will be eating with Jesus or you will be eaten. You're either going to be enjoying the blessing of a supper or you are going to be the supper. So much better to be sitting with the Lord. This morning... Everybody living is determining where you're going to be forever. Isn't that great to know? If you're hearing this, you haven't committed the sin where the Bible says all sins will be forgiven, man, except blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. The only time I believe you can truly blaspheme the Holy Spirit is when you've rejected the call of salvation for the very last time. You've shined the Lord on for the last time. If you hear this, you haven't committed that. If you're thinking, well, you know, maybe... And what I am doing in my life so important that I would want to miss eternity for it. And friends, I can tell you personally, for myself, nothing that I do is worth missing eternity for. You miss heaven, you've missed everything. It's not, nothing's worth it. If you don't make it to heaven, you're not, well, we don't go to heaven because we're good. Isn't that great to know? How good do you got to be? Well, first of all, we take your life and we put it in the aplazo meter. <sighs> oh, yes, you, you came, you measured up. No, that's not how we go to heaven. We go to heaven because we're clothed with his righteousness. Not in works that I have done, but what God has done for me. Remember, the gospel is always what God has done for you, not what you should be doing. Letting God be God, so important. As you look at this, this, this snapshot of life in the future that we read today. 
Now, next week, we're going to talk about our eternal home and what it's going to be like ruling and reigning with Christ. Satan locked up for a thousand years, and we're going to talk about that. A lot of confusion on that, but it's, it's all in the Bible. It's very simple if you just read it. You're going to know what to expect. This morning, you can change from being a small one to a great one. You can change from being a mediocre Christian to somebody that's truly committed to Christ. This morning, if you've never prayed, ask God in your life. If you're a Christian that you have believed the lie and you've moved away from the very best purposes of God for your life, today's your day. Move from a small one to a great one. Move from nothingness to being a great one. You see, greatness is in the heart of God for you. And it doesn't hinge upon your performance. It hinges upon your obedience and saying, okay, not my will, yours be done. Isn't that great to know? Imagine trading something you can't keep for something you can never lose. What a great deal. That's a good deal. Want a good investment? Invest in heaven. Want a good investment? You can't get one better than that. This morning, if you've never prayed and asked Christ in your life, and you're sick of seeing you, you're, you're, you're living your life, but all you're doing is spinning your wheels because what you do has no eternal purpose. God's calling you, be a great one. Be a great one. Okay, God, I'll trade the things that aren't going to amount for anything for something that's going to matter in eternity. Great's your reward in heaven. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. What a great commission that God will give to every one of us that love him. This morning, if you've never prayed, you can ask God to come into your heart. There's really only one thing that's required. Repentance. You say, well, what's that? Is that like taking the 10 things I like to do the best and 10 of the things I hate to do the most and swapping them? Nope. What it means is repentance is saying, God, I'm not going to walk contrary to your spirit anymore. And I want to do what you want me to do because I know that's going to carry an eternal reward. That's where the change comes. That's what repentance is. This morning, you say, well, I don't know if I can repent. I I mean, I'll be honest, Mike. I heard this thing in a, in, a, in, a, in a movie one time. It says it was a terrible place. There was sinning and degradation and, 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 and all kinds of stuff. I never had such a wonderful time. Well, all I can tell you is this. You need the way you think changed. Because the saying, there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end there's death. And the problem is, well, I feel it's okay. Again, feelings will lie. So here's the deal. Father, forgive me. In Jesus' name, for the things I've done. Change the way I think about sin and change me inside. And the Bible says when we'll do that, God supernaturally removes our sin from us, frees us up. Now I can be about my Father's business, things that will last forever. And God opened my eyes to things that are foolish that will not pay off in eternity. Take me from being a small one to a great one in Jesus' name. That's what it is. That's great. Now you have something to look forward to. So this morning, if you've never prayed, we're going to pray. If you're a Christian and you bought into the lie of the world that 
Well, just get there by the skin of your teeth. Just be a small one in heaven. Don't settle for that lie. Pray and let God change you. Let's pray together. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I invite you into my life today. And I am sorry that I believed a lie and lived without you. So from this day forward, I commit my life into your hands. Forgive me of my sins. I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. His blood covered my sins. And so now, make me the best I can be for your kingdom. Empower me, fill me with your Holy Spirit. So I'll be about things that please you. And thank you for eternal life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us on It's Time, as Pastor Mike teaches verse-by-verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening. And tune in next time for It's Time.